2: This is Paris. Hey everyone, I'm so excited about today's guest. My beautiful, amazing, talented friend, Alicia Cuthbert. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so happy to see you. I know.
3: It's always good when we get to, we don't get a lot of time to hang out just like the two of us without a million people around. I know. So this is kind of nice. It's so different. Nice. I think a lot of people don't know that we've been friends for a really long time.
2: Yeah, how long has it been?
3: Okay, so we met in 2000 and did we do the movie in 2004, or 2005? Was 2005? It? I think so. So, I'm not <laughs> good with math. Is that like 20 years? What? Is that almost 20 years? Yes. So, 2025 it'll be 20 years? Yes. Ew. That's so weird. That doesn't seem like possible i know but i guess it is math doesn't lie yeah uh, but we look like the,
2: we same. Look the same better actually which is even
3: better which is great good for us <laughs> <laughs> bad for everyone else how do the boys look i haven't seen chad or jared or anyone me neither No, so i don't I know saw
2: jared I, when we did i did like a A cameo on Supernatural. Oh, you did? Yeah, where I, like, beat their asses.
3: No way. And then they,
2: like, chopped my head off and, like, killed me at the end.
3: Oh, my God. I have to see this. I had no idea. Did you go up to Vancouver for that?
2: No. It was in L.A. at one of the studios. Whatever studio it's with.
3: Why did I think that they were
2: in Canada? They probably Sh- shot it there, and like my scene was here. It they was were like, like, "It's too expensive to fly <laughs> private <don't>, up here."
3: <laughs> well, it was like they built. Like this we're not. Whole we thing. don't have the budget for this living lifestyle, so <laughs> probably but they're like, "Let's just rent us downstage. here in LA. <sighs> Keep it local." Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's so tall. So tall. Why is he so tall? I know actors are not normally that tall. It's. I you know he's what? so nice. He yeah he's from Texas right mm-hmm. so he's just like. The Texas guy. He was so sweet. Remember, I'll never forget this. What? So when we were promoting the House of Wax, and he'll he'll laugh at this. We fly to London for the big London premiere, which I have another story about. Mm. But tell me if you remember this. We get put up at like Claridge's, like like the hotel, like <laughs> yes, the bomb I hotel. I love that hotel. I'm obsessed. Shout out it's to so Claridge's. Chic. so chic. Mm. Like Mick Jagger lived there, and like. It's just got so much history. It's just amazing. And good old Jared Padalecki rolls in with flip flops. <laughs> okay. And I don't know if he's he's seen Chelsea Handler's like uh, PSA about please stop wearing <laughs> the open flip flops for straight men, which, by the way, I died. I was like, this is amazing. Um But he pulled that like in 2005, he rolled. And the thing is, Jared can't walk into a lobby. Like he's very cute. He's 6'6". Yeah. Uh, He looks like right out of an Abercrombie ad. He he does not just like go under the radar. (laughs) So then you look down, everything's like, wow, wow, wow. Uh, And he had no, basically no shoes. He was like Fred (laughs) flintstone in it in Ciclarages. And I will never forget, I didn't really think much of it. Cause I was like, that's Jared. He's a good old Texas boy. Someone comes in like a butler outfit, starts running towards him, and is like, "Sir, sir, you can't be in here with no shoes." <laughs> and they were like, "He's like, what are y'all talking about?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, go get some shoes." It was so embarrassing. Poor oh guy. Yeah, he
2: didn't get the memo. You he can't. So you have to cute. wear.
3: You have to wear socks when you're up in Claridge's.
2: Literally, and you need to like wear like a suit
3: literally (laughs) like fancy it's black tie when you go to the lobby (laughs) it's like legit black tie
2: that premiere was so much fun you broke your heel i did you don't remember i'm like i have the worst memory but i love that you remember so many things what happened
3: oh my god okay (laughs) so again huge premiere and everyone is like decked out and it's like the red there's a massive red carpet and you know joel silver joel silver like brings it he's like the biggest hollywood producer he was like we're gonna have a massive premiere in london mm-hmm. and you look like a, you were like in this like pink gorgeous like you looked like literally like a professional ballerina thank you and as always but and then you came over to me and you were like babe i just broke my heel and i'm like <laughs> what she goes i you're like i literally i'm walking down the red carpet and it just my heel snapped i'm like <laughs> I, I i'm like shaking i'm like wh- wh- what are we gonna do and you're like Oh, it's fine. I have it in my hand. It's good. You like healed it. Like you like faked like that. You had another. You, like it was like nothing for you. You were like, oh, babe, it's fine. I, it's in my purse. It's fine. It's just all good. I'm like, do are we getting new shoes or like who? Where's your stylist? Like, what is? Is there shoes that we can get on your feet? And you're like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And what did I do? You just walked. You walked up with to no your, shoes. Well, well, no, with one one shoe on. Oh, and the other foot. Like like up, like 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 a ballerina, (laughs) and I was like, "Wow, you can do
2: anything." It was like amazing to watch. I was like, "This, I would have been," because it's happened to me before, and that's I always am such a pro. Like, I'll just continue walking, and I was you can't tell the heels like not there exactly.
3: And your dress was, (laughs) but your dress was to the floor, so no one could see. Only I knew. Okay, that was good. You had a long, oh yeah, so no one knew. No one knew except me, and I was freaking out more than you were. I was like, Someone needs to get her a shoe now. What? And did and I ever get one? No.
2: And we went to an after party and mm-hmm. everything with the broken shoe. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm such a pro.
3: You are such a pro. I don't know. This is why I'm here to let the people know <laughs> that this girl is a pro and a boss bitch. Because I, oh, the other thing too, I was going to tell you that I thought was so amazing was like, Right when we were doing that movie, we I had come in with a hair extensions, and my hair for that role was dark, like a brownish color. Mm-hmm. And you and I had so I had to have extensions of the whole thing. And I had been going to this woman out in Woodland Hills that Warner Brothers had set me up with, and she an amazing hair uh, extensionist. And you were like, I had just met you, and you had extensions in as well, but with blonde. And but yours were attached sort of with those old sort of like the the orig- the OG mm-hmm. like the metal bonds. Mm-hmm. And you were like, let me see yours. And I was like, okay. And I showed you and you were like, oh yeah, that's, those are what I need. And I'm like, well, yeah. And they don't damage your hair as bad. So you're like, give me the number when I get back to LA, I'm going to get the replacement. And I was like, great. So I give you all the information and we get back to LA. And um, I think the next time I saw you, I was like, oh my God, your hair looks amazing. Like, yeah, I went to that girl. You're like, but it was interesting. It was like, it was really expensive and you were like which didn't really matter but you're like great business and i was like it is and you were like so i'm i've got a hair extension line now yes <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i was like wait what i was like you just <sighs> like you kind of like saw like the business layout and was like realized just you going in there and how how lucrative that was and mm-hmm. you were like okay that's what I need to get myself into. <laughs> I, like, this I do ge- it all. You're genius. I was like, this is genius. You Thank work so you.
2: hard and you have such a vision
3: for things like that. So good. Thank you.
2: I'm trying to remember all the fun. I remember we used to like go out in Australia too. Like when we'd have time off.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we did. We would go like for lunch. And I feel like I went over to you. were. They put you. It was so crazy. They were like, you guys can all have your own houses. And I was like, amazing. So I had this like penthouse, like condo on the Gold Coast. But you came in and you were like, no, I want a penthouse at the Versace Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. yes. I was like, wait, there's a Versace. Wait a second. No one told me about no Versace Hotel. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, come, man, come over, see me. And I was like, Versace Hotel. How I sick like, was that? Amazing. I feel like, was there like, Sand in the pool Yes is it that was, Does that still exist? I yeah. haven't been to Australia since then
2: That was in the Gold Coast I haven't been to the Gold Coast since then No, me neither I've been to Australia a bunch of times For like my perfume launches And to DJ at Marquis But that's in like Sydney, that. right? So yeah, So it's Sydney. like dif-
3: different Yeah So I wonder if that Versace Hotel is still there I it probably so. It probably is Mind you 20 years ago Two, de- <laughs> <laughs> two decades ago No <sighs> yikes it It might not maybe it's under a different name i don't know (laughs) anyway you you had like the sickest sickest suite there
2: it was beautiful
3: towels tiles everything had like the medu like it was all
2: ductile it was just like versace yeah
3: i remember you like showing up to set in like the versace (laughs) robe i was like no one told me about the versace hotel yeah
2: there was oh it's still there yes
3: it is there i need to
2: go back there i love versace look
3: how gorgeous it's it is stunning okay everyone needs to know this is like this place <laughs> is unbelievable it yeah. was beautiful The after hours were definitely there <gasps> when you rolled up it felt very like monte carlo mm-hmm. it was like
2: very different than the gold coast because the gold coast is like very chill and laid yeah, back Yeah,
3: like i had this like like surfer like
2: beach town right? yeah
3: and i was like and all of a sudden you're like come over and i'm like what in the <laughs> world only p finds like monte carlo in the gold coast <laughs> we also burned down a sound stage which was really exciting you don't, re- did? you don't remember burning down an entire studio
2: no <laughs> oh yeah i remember something what happened with that? were you
3: already gone
2: i i remember something happened but what happened maybe you
3: weren't there maybe I that's why it was really scary we were all like there was i don't think you were there i okay. don't think you must have been gone you must I kept been, like
2: leaving for dj sets and things yeah, like that i think
3: you were done i think you might have been done because how long did you stay there i was there for three and a half it months it felt like a
2: while oh, like okay a so month maybe you or were- more because we were filming that show too for mtv oh my god i watched recently i was like dying shut up where is it how it's do you watch online. it online if you go on youtube and just search like house uh-huh. of wax mtv reality show there's all the episodes and it's just like I can't was believe-
3: i what was i doing sitting in a was <laughs> i sitting in a director's chair reading newspaper like boring like i must have been just like wah, wah. no we're uh,
2: we're I all just like, feel like good. i don't know i feel just, like you were so not into it You're i was like wasn't. i do not want to be on a reality show like, that's right joel what are we doing <laughs> yes exactly
3: that's what i was like i didn't even understand <laughs> i didn't even understand the opportunity that was like presented i was just like nope and I don't know why I think I was just like being on set and like behind the scenes is always sort of like breaking the fourth wall for me where it's like it then pulls away all the stuff that you work on and you prep for to make the film as believable as possible. So I was like, why are we letting everyone into sort of the behind the scenes of it? And like so wrong, obviously, but it was so I must have been just like, just grumpy pants. The whole, was I just like, oh, that, that chick is so lame. <laughs> and you were like, hey, you knew exactly uh, what we were doing. I mean, you and Joel were like, you knew, you knew. And I was just like, I'm just here to be this character. I thought I was doing Shakespeare or something. I don't know what I thought I was doing. But Whatever. Oh yeah, that's God. so funny. It was the beginnings of all of that because mm-hmm. you weren't on your show with Nicole yet, were you?
2: I, yeah, was it was like before reality television.
3: I feel like it was the beginning of it.
2: It's so crazy. Wow,
3: you were really, you were really the pioneer. Yeah, which is so crazy. <sighs> amazing.
2: The real OG.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the OG.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Amazing. This is Paris.
2: I remember one time on set, I like had a panic attack. Do you remember that? Before my scene, because yes. my boyfriend, I like read something in Us Weekly that he like cheated on me or did something weird and yes. I started having a panic attack. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. I was there. Thank you for helping me. I was like dying. I was, I yeah. never had a panic attack like that before. It was so scary. Now that
3: you remind me of that, I do. As soon as you said it, or I, it's funny. I hadn't remembered that. I remember that. I
2: was like crying and like yes. trailer and I couldn't go out. Yes. And, and I, was I came the night in and I was like death scene, right?
3: Yeah. Also, it was I was late at night, too. It was very It was like one in the morning. And I don't think the rest of the I don't think anyone knew what you were going through until I went and I was like, "What's going on? Where's Paris?" And the director was like, "I don't know. i think I think she's something's wrong." And I remember going, "Well, do you think I should go over and speak with her?" And he was like, "Sure, because I actually genuinely thought maybe it was the pressure of like your big one of your bigger scenes, you yeah. know what I mean? because I mean, you had a few, but, um that one was really when you you know you were gonna be under attack and the scream and the scare and and then <clears throat> I remember you being like, yeah, having that panic panic attack and I think I said to you at one point like, I'll go out there with you and then we'll like at the scream moment we'll scream <laughs> together <Yes. laughs> I was like and everyone was like, what is Alicia doing on this? I was like, how
2: ah! You had everyone scream. The director, oh, everyone. Oh, that's right. All the crew. Because I was like, I feel beyond screaming. I don't want to do the scream part. They're like, you're I like, know. we'll do all do it together. I said,
3: everyone, <laughs> let's go. Round them up. Round them up. Everyone's going to scream. Let's go. Let's go. Well, that way it was like t- sort of breaks the ice, right? If everyone else has to commit to it. And then I just figured that would make things feel more comfortable for you. Definitely. But it's so funny. Like I've now I just did like another horror film, which I hadn't in, um, since then. And I just did one during the pandemic in 2020. And I remember thinking that again, like when it came to that scene where there was a moment that was similar to yours, where this like monster comes in and it's the jump scare and I'm, I have to scream. And I just remember getting in my head for like a split second going like, Oh God, I really don't want to do this. This is awkward. <laughs> And then I went, no, don't. You have to, like, get those, like, inner saboteur sort of voices out of your head and just go, I'm just going to have fun with it and go and, you know, just let it rip. So I think I scared
2: everyone. <laughs> I was like, you
3: know, like hit the roof. I was like, I'm going for it. Let's go. But yeah, I remember that. It was crazy.
2: The movie was so good. People still are, like, obsessed with it. It's I like, feel like it's a cult like, cult I'm, I
3: get, I'm getting a lot of, like, um, people, like, texting me or whatever like it's like coming back like, It's yeah. having like a why is that do you know or, or is it just uh, yeah. random
2: I don't know just forever I've seen it on social media people always talking to me about it but yeah. now they're like really talk I don't know maybe they're playing it a lot right now maybe I have no it's idea.
3: strange but it was like yeah I see that as well like in tweets and mm. all kinds of stuff so wow it's amazing almost 20 years
2: later that know. it's still like a little bit of like a cult Cult classic mm-hmm. now,
3: and it's funny because it's like the third version. Yeah, you know, so it's which is
2: the best version they they're saying. I was screaming. I remember the Westwood premiere. I was so, so scared. Scary. It's your like,
3: your opening part is really like your <sighs> your your whole like without giving away, mind you, it's twenty years old. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not, n- no spoiler alerts here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, your death scene is really crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I remember thinking. At the London premiere, I remember um, the director being worried about, you know, your feelings and that when we got to the point where you die, that the audience might because horrors like they're such diehard fans of the genre itself that he thought maybe like people would be like, yay, and that you would take it the wrong way. (laughs) And I'll never forget, like, you got killed and everyone roared and there was this huge cheer in in the in the theater and you got up and you were like yes (laughs) you did not take any of it personally you were like you loved that they loved it you were right beside everyone else in their excitement for it and like it was just iconic and I was like you I was like blown away On, on so many different occasions where I thought like Ooh, this this could be taken differently or oh she might you know be like oh whatever you were like right there Mm -hmm. and so aware of the power of that and like how iconic it was before it was even iconic (laughs) and I was like I looked at the director and I was like yes she's good she's good (laughs) one shoe she's good (laughs) I love this chick I love her I love you it was amazing I was I couldn't believe it it was so great and I I learned a lot in in those things like later on, like looking back, going like, yeah, duh, like why take things so seriously? It's ridiculous. When did you, when did you like were you always like that? To yeah. not take like in school, where like if people were like bully, like I'm sure you had like scenarios where you were just always like, ah, whatevs. Like, how do I teach my daughter not to like take things badly? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't know. It's such a good skill.
2: I feel like I don't know. I've just always been that way where it's like, I'm not going to let other people's opinions of me like whatever. And I like just you. have fun with it and play into it and like wow. laugh at myself and have a good time. And
3: that's amazing. I don't I know. know exactly
2: what I'm doing.
3: <laughs> I know you have like this hyper awareness, like on like another level, lo- like you can see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Where for me, it's like for so many years, I feel like I was so, um, striving for, perfection when perfection doesn't really exist and really I lost a lot uh, for a lot of my earlier years in acting I I was like so like I wanted to be the next Meryl Streep you know what I mean like that was in my head I was like I was striving for such um yeah such perfection and in doing so I like prevented myself from really uh exploring things in the you know unpredictable and the the fear of it all, like you know what I mean. So I had other qualities that you know was like super professional, and I I really worked hard, and I did a lot of my homework, and I you know, but and it got me to a point, and that's when I think for myself, just artistically, I felt like I hit a wall because you could only strive for that for so long, yeah. And then then I was like, okay, I got to do something that's just gonna completely shake everything up and terrify me and that's when I started sort of pursuing comedy and then and then that opened up a whole new thing so now I feel like I'm I'm I, I'm a lot more versatile but my goodness like I I wish I would have had your skill set earlier on
2: well ew, I think you're doing quite all right yourself dear <laughs> <laughs> well trying
3: but yeah like and all of those things it was really amazing to see you navigate that because I I even in the moment of it like You not being phased by your shoe being broken. You not being phased by what people thought about your death sequence. Um, You know, it was like, I don't even think in that moment I realized how empowering it was. Like, I just thought, huh? (laughs) Like, you were like an anomaly. I was like, what? What? (laughs) I don't I'm confused. Uh, uh, Like, how is she doing that right now? Until I was like, oh, she just doesn't give a shit about what I think or anyone else thinks. And she's just doing it. You know what I mean? So I was like, Wow. It was pretty cool.
2: Thank you. Yeah. You only live once.
3: Exactly.
2: Make the most of it. It's amazing. Iconic. Thank you. Very iconic. The Girl Next Door is iconic. Yay. I'm obsessed with that movie. You're so hot in it. And then I was so inspired. I did my music video based off of it for Nothing in This World. And then you came and did a cameo. Yeah. Thank you so much. I remember
3: when you asked me, I was so flattered. I was like, I couldn't believe that you one had seen the movie and that you enjoyed it so much I was like you know who else really had a connection with the film too was um Gigi Gorgeous who also really? was like I loved that movie so much and mm. your character specifically and oh this so I always love like that movie was so um uh such a labor of love at the time because I was really just coming up as like mm-hmm. an actor and in LA. And so, um, it was a big deal for me. Like I beat out a lot of girls to get that job. And, um, cause it was always like a lot of times vice versa where I was like, damn, but it was like, okay, this was my baby. And I was like, I really want to make this character like shine and just show people what I've got. So it was like, I mean, it was kind of sad that it wasn't as at the time of its release as big mm-hmm. as I wish it would have been. But in the long haul, looking back, like it was exactly meant to be what it was supposed to, and it's been such like an amazing thing to be able to say like that was me, I did that. But
2: yeah, I love that movie, just, the whole story and everything. It's just it's such a cute, fun. I know, which like, is weird because it's about a porn star. I know, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I know. But which makes you it interesting. It so well. Oh, that's so nice. I gave her like a, a little bit of heart, and you know, and I actually it was crazy. I spoke to a lot of porn stars interviewed a lot of porn stars before going into it. Cause I was like, I really have to get an essence of who this character is and be authentic to it. And, and, uh and, and I spoke to a lot of girls and they were all so sweet. Yeah. It was like, you know, what did I know about, you know, the, the personality of a porn star, but they were all like these sweet girls from like, you know, middle America who, you know, just was like, I found this thing and I, and I'm doing it. I get paid a lot of money to do it, but it, like they were just at the core of their, they were just all so sweet. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Um, They weren't hard or like crass, you know what yeah. I mean? They were just all lovely. And so I was like that, that seems super authentic to me now. Like I I could see where, you know, she just ended up with the wrong people and, you know, falls in love with this really sweet guy and wishes her life would have been that way. And but, it, you know, she's obviously caught up and involved with, you know, this whole lifestyle. And anyway, so I was like, this this makes total sense. It was interesting. So I, I liked that I brought that sort of authentic little take to it because it could have could have been a totally different character if it would have oh, went yeah. down a different road. Right. If, if you didn't really if you don't feel for her, then the movie is destroyed.
2: Yeah. yeah. So because of the attention that you got from the girl next door, plus the media culture that we grew up in, mm. you were seen as a sex symbol. What kind of pressure did that put on your career early on?
3: I'm glad you put it that way because it wasn't, you know, I I didn't see a pressure on myself. I just felt like, oh, now I've got I'm stereotyped into this. I'm like pigeonholed now into this one. And for me, developing Danielle and that character in the girl next door felt like such an exploration, and and um, and it felt like such a like a deep dive and I don't think I think because the culture at that time was very much in in unison with sort of that character it kind of got lost in the Mm -hmm. shuffle because it didn't feel that extraordinary you know and for me it was a huge stretch because you know me I'm not like I, you know, you've seen me sometimes. I'm like, I don't even, I'm not even full glam every day. I'm like super chill. Like, Mm. this is like a lot for me. I was like, (laughs) so it's like, so for (sighs) me, it was like one, I didn't feel understood. um, And because I felt like I had developed that character. That wasn't, I didn't come to the movie like that. Like that, that was my development for that character. So I felt like that got lost. And then after that, there was like this pressure of like, you know, maybe the fashion world or whatever saw me as a certain thing when really it was a character and it took a really long time to kind of, I mean, maybe there's still people that, you know, i like, even like sometimes like I'll do like, you know, a charity event or, you know, whenever there's like a bio written, which is why I kind of hate the Google situation. Cause it's like, Oh, FHM's top one. You know, it's like, not like, okay. I mean, but ends up getting in the bio somehow. Yeah. And you're just like, what does that even mean? Like that doesn't, and it has it's not really a reflection of, you know, me as an artist, you know, it mm-hmm. just was like one, but you know what? I, on the flip side of it, like taking like so much of like seeing you do this where it's like, if that's what they see and they, they liked that too, I'm okay with it. I mean, for a long time I had a lot of like disdain for it and wanted to like push against it. Um, but I kept getting like thrown back into that, that sort of stereotype but now I've learned to sort of embrace it and go, you know, obviously it struck a chord with a lot of people. And, but I, but I certainly don't try to like keep up with it or, you know, I would go crazy if I felt like I had to like everywhere I showed up look like her, you know. And that's why I mean, it's like for me, it's not even me, it's like that character. So it seems like so strange. And like to live up to like, a character I played when I was 21. I always like, I don't know. And you might get this or maybe not. Cause I, your fans are like so adoring to you. But I, you know, for me, sometimes I'll like, I'll be on social media and I'll see like a comment of like, Oh, why are you so old now? <laughs> and you're what? like, because I am, because <laughs> I'm just older than I was. I'm like, I don't know what you're comparing it to. Or like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's like, there's this weird like feeling of like p- people don't want to, uh, see you know actors or musicians or people like age in any way so it's this sort of strange thing where the movies- like they don't
2: <laughs> like most
3: people i see i know that's true yeah <laughs> yeah maybe that's our problem we're just like we're not aging so it's like but um yeah it's crazy yeah just like comments it's like so weird it's like oh you look older okay. like, yeah sure i do <laughs> i mean that's the way the world works Yeah, it's interesting, but I don't know if I answered your question. Pull a Harry Styles. That was words, right? Uh, Yeah. It was words.
2: (laughs) I love that answer.
3: It was words.
2: This is Paris.
4: Thank you.
0: Zumo Play.
6: Hi, it's Bethany Frankel. My time on The Real Housewives of New York is a few years behind me, and now I'm ready to put the real back into The Real Housewives. That's where my new podcast, Rewives, comes in. This isn't your typical rewatch podcast. I'm watching only the most iconic episodes from all cities. I'm sharing never-before-heard stories of what happened behind the scenes. And I'm not just pulling in cast members for post-game analysis. I'm doing something a little more interesting. If you've ever seen an episode of The Real Housewives, you know the drill. But beyond throwing drinks and legs, there are lessons about marriage, divorce, friendship, money, parenting, and fame. If you have the right minds, analyze and dig deeper. So I'm bringing on unexpected thought leaders and celebrities to give their take on the chaos. This season, I sit down with Elizabeth Moss, Kevin Nealon, Susie Orman, Griffin Johnson, and more. You'd think that there isn't much to learn from flipping tape. And yanking wigs, but that's where you're wrong. Listen to Rewives with Bethany Frankel on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
2: I watched your movie last night with my husband, Bandit. You did? Mm-hmm. You guys watched it? Yeah, they sent us a screener.
3: Oh my God, yeah. I love that. Do you love that it's like 80s, like the wardrobe, how it was yeah. like, Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> You have no idea when I went in to like do the fitting. I had to like separate, obviously, myself from the fact that none of the clothes clothing was modern in any way, right? So you're just like, I put on like a pair of like 80s mom jeans and I was just like, God, I have to be on camera in these? I was like, please, there's other options, correct? There was other styles during that time period, um, like sweaters and things that just were like, Oh wow. It was the worst like decade
2: in like fashion. Especially
3: for like a woman who had two children. It wasn't like Madonna with like yeah. all the cool, like crazy hair. I'm like, I, I was playing a woman who had two children and like no style. This, like being pregnant in the 80s, the fashion for pregnant women is disturbing. <laughs> it was like literally like they were hiding you with a sheet.
6: Like they were just
3: like Please do not let us know that you have a bump under there. Please do not show off that you're pregnant. Now, I mean, now it was like Rihanna's got the belly out and mm-hmm. like looking incredible. Like 80s, I was like looking through like catalogs and like these like historical, historical, it was the 80s, um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. It, and like all these like images. And I was like, oh, no this is so sad. Like there was nothing cute for like women. I, so I apologize to all the ladies that were pregnant, like my mother. And I actually said to my mom, do you have any pictures of you pregnant with me? Cause it was like 82. And she's like, yeah, I think I have like two. <laughs> I didn't even want to take pictures. I feel there's like six pictures of me as a child. Really? Yeah. They were like, I don't know. I was like, what were you guys doing? Like we're what I have like
2: thousands of videos and pictures. My dad is always filming and taking pictures.
3: Really? Mm -hmm. I feel like we have like a few, but like not as many as the amount I take of my children, which is a disgusting amount of pictures and videos. But that's amazing that your dad was doing all Mm -hmm. of that. That's crazy. That's so good. No, I don't have any. But I was like, do you have any pictures? And she's like, I have two. And I was like, "Okay." And I'm like, oh, my God the sheet it's (laughs) terrible I was like she's like I know she goes but like we were really it was like shy like when you were pregnant like you didn't want to show off in any way she goes it's totally different and I was like well thank god because wow times have changed thank goodness thank goodness but yeah so the clothing in the film Mm -hmm. but what did
2: you think in the movie that's crazy I loved it I love Josh Duhamel I think he's just such a great actor and he's so nice he's so
3: good in it too because he gets to like assume all these different characters yeah. in one cuz the guy was such a con artist a con artist shapeshifter like was jumping from bank to bank and for people who are listening the movie is about um this guy who flees the US and escapes prison and comes up to Canada and assumes like a new identity and starts robbing crazy amounts of banks and it's based on a true story, which I thought was so incredible. And being Canadian, it was like, Oh, this is fascinating. And then I, so I play, um, his wife. The only tricky thing about playing his wife is that because it was based on a true story, I felt a little bit shorted in that it was, everyone got to sort of speak to their actual, cause they're all alive. um, the people that they were actually portraying, but I didn't because his wife didn't want to have anything to do with the movie. Oh, really? So I had to base all my, my, uh, ideas and, and, uh, you know, research and, and concepts for her based on the con artists idea of, or his recollection. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was, which is like, how do you, I was like, I remember there were times where I was like, he would say things. And I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're a con artist. Am I supposed to believe this? <laughs> but I had to. Because I then I thought, well, the other alternative is that I have to, like, assume I know that this woman would have felt this way or that way about knowing that he was a bank robber. Um, like, for example, like, you you saw the movie. So there's a scene in the film where he tells her a little bit more about what he's doing and she has this reaction to it, which, you know, is sort of like, kind of like fired up about it. And I remember like reading the script going like, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> there's no way I'd be like, yes, this is sexy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I was like, but I had to commit to his side of it because I didn't really have an alternative. So I, I definitely, you know, went with what he had said about her and um, it's, it's a wild story and it's oh, a crazy no, I can't believe it's true yeah and he's actually the most notorious robber in our like in Canadian history like no one has ever robbed more banks in Canada than so this guy crazy. and he's still kicking around and <laughs> watch watch your purses <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a nice guy though he was he was actually he was he was really excited to be on set and see that, like, so he's excited
2: for the movie. He's very, not, he's not like embarrassed that no. he did this, or he's proud of it.
3: No, I mean, I don't know if he's proud of it. But is I, he in jail? No, I, no, he's out now. But how long was he in? I think he went in a few times for different things. Oh, for that in particular, I don't. I don't and then know. he sold the rights to his story. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And then <laughs> so, but his guy, there was a guy who wrote a who wrote a book about him. So I think the rights were in the book and the story. Cause that was how mm-hmm. he kind of told his side of things. So I went off of the book and yeah, but it was too bad. I couldn't like call her and
2: say like, did you really feel this way about the situation? Is this when you really found out? Did she say she didn't want to be a part of it or he said, she just said that, um, <laughs> apparently
3: the director told me that she didn't want to be involved or have anything to do with it which I can understand she went through a lot yeah. obviously and for her children but probably has a new life and like doesn't totally want I actually do know I know where <laughs> she is and I know um that sounds bad I know where she lives um <laughs> I I know sort of where she's at and I can understand that she doesn't want to yeah have anything to do with it she's yeah. got a whole new life
2: a good life too yeah. <laughs> so
3: it's good good for her
2: how is it like working with Josh Dumel and Mel Gibson
3: um it was funny. Actually, speaking of Mel, so when I first met Gilbert, who, played, who was the real guy, the real robber, he came into the hair and makeup trailer and introduced himself. And it was me, Mel, and Josh all getting our makeup done at the same time for like the scenes that were coming up. And he just walked in the trailer and it was like, First of all, it was like, I didn't even exist because he like, he literally was like, he's more Mel's age anyway. So I'm sure he grew up watching Mel's films. So he was more like, ah, and I was like, hi, I'm here. And they're like, I don't even know who you are. (laughs) But it was like, he was sitting there and he had, it was so crazy because Mel was like totally enamored by him because he had so many questions. And also it didn't help that like Gilbert like literally walked in with a black eye. And he was like, Mel was like, where'd you get the black eye? And he was like, oh, you have no idea. I like totally beat beat up this guy. He was, you know, harassing someone and na 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 nah. Anyway, so he leaves the hair and makeup trailer and Mel looks at me and he was like, wow, what a great guy. And I was like, I don't think anything he just said was the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he beat up anybody. Yeah, I think he might have like accidentally fell, maybe. <laughs> I was like, he was like, oh yeah. I was like, Camel,
2: yeah, you can't believe. He's what like, he's I saying. need to
3: come up with a good story for this black guy. <laughs> for this black guy, exactly. Well, who knows where the black guy came from? But I was like, eh, I don't believe this guy. Anyway, but he was he was nice. But he was really interested in Mel and Josh. Is like obviously you've met him, I'm sure millions yeah. of times, like we all have, um, just in in and around LA. But he, I was so glad to finally work with him. He's so. Uh, easy to work with and he's like so professional and was so prepared and was super like gung-ho to do anything for the character and it was great. It was so great working with him. I would work with him a million more times. He was so good. So easy to work with. So great. Yeah, you guys.
2: I loved just the, the characters. Together. And he
3: And he really shines in the movie because I feel like I've seen a lot of Josh's work but this movie in particular... He really gets to showcase like how great he really is, mm-hmm. like because he always plays sort of the leading man that's like the perfect it, guy, the perfect yeah. again, like the Jared Padalecki's of the world. Yeah. Where they, like that becomes sometimes like a certain note um, that he does very well because I think he has one coming up with J Lo that I can't wait to see. But you know, but yeah. this film it was like less about that and more about this character that is all these different identities and juggling his love life with this like crazy whirlwind secret bank robbery life going on in the background. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of layers to it. And he, he got all of that, which I thought was like incredible for him to showcase. I think people are going to be really blown away by his performance in this.
2: So everyone definitely check out the bandit. Yes. So what's next for you? Anything that you're working on?
3: Um, you know what? It's so crazy. I, I, when when we were doing Bandit, I found out I was pregnant, like for real, for real. And it was really early on in my pregnancy. So I was sort of not saying anything because you never know. And, um, but I ended up, yeah, obviously being pregnant and and so did that and then when I had and I was actually really pregnant at your wedding I was like seven months (laughs) pregnant at your wedding it's like why am I here I feel like a whale Um, but anyway I was so glad to be there but um but anyway I so then I had our son and um he's seven months now so I've really just been taking the time to be with him and because it goes by so quickly. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's going to, but it really does fly by. Like like they always say like the days are long but the years are so short with them. And all of a sudden they're like a year old, two years old. So now that he's getting to a point where I can feel good leaving him and he can, you know, do some things sort of like sufficiently on his own, like sit up or crawl and eat and do all these things and he doesn't need me 24/7. It's I'm now sort of wrapping my brain around going back to work. But but I've just been sort of being mom Aww. for a while. Yeah. Which is, I think, good. It's important to take the time. So you have a
2: seven-month-old and then how a old four-year-old
3: take- daughter. Yeah. Well, she's going to be five in December. I think Nikki, uh, December 21st. I think one it's of Nikki's Lily girls. Grace. Yeah. yeah, It's I like five. And yeah. Three. Yeah. So I think Lily Grace is the same as Zapphire. So, um, and she's so amazing and like just blows me away every day because the older they get, the more of their personality develops and they're talking. And it's just like, it's such a weird, sometimes I'm kind of like, wow, that's my child. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because as a baby, you're so with them all the time, but then as they start developing their own personalities and it has nothing to do with, I think parenting is so like, you know, learning your manners and making sure that they're like well-behaved and, And you teach them as much as you can. But their personality is their personality. And they're like meant to be on the planet for whatever reason they're meant to be on the planet. And so I keep like having these moments where I look at her and I'm like, who is this beautiful creature? And I'm like, how is she mine? And I'm just like, wow, she's so brilliant. And she's so exciting to watch. And then, you know, our son is so cute, but we, you know, still don't, you know, know all that much yet. Because it's such the early beginning stages of it. So... But it's such an amazing journey. It's exhausting and yeah. uh you feel really tired all the time, but it's uh but it's worth it. I can't wait for that. I know.
2: You're going to be amazing next year. Yay! Yes. Playdates. Yes.
3: <laughs> and I've got enough experience now. I can I can help. Yeah, I need advice. <laughs> if we all have to scream together? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, these yes. kids because <laughs> trust me, there's days like that too. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, I
2: can imagine. Oh yeah, crazy, but but so fun. Wait. Yes, it's so good. So where can our listeners find you on socials?
3: Oh yeah, okay. I'm not a, as good as you at this, so you gotta. But I'm. I only have. I have Instagram, which is at Happy Alicia's, and then the same with Twitter. Though they're basically the same. But if you look up Alicia Cuthbert, I think might. My shit's verified. <laughs> yes, I've got, I've got the blue, the, the blue check, the check, the check. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I've done like three reels. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I am. S- you don't have TikTok? No. I am like, no, I don't. I did, and then I erased it. Oh, really? Because I thought China was watching. <gasps> Remember that like scare yeah. when it came out? They were like, "Get
2: delete, delete." Oh, they told us to delete it. I well, that. It,
3: yeah, there was like this whole that. But I
2: love TikTok.
3: I know it is good. So it fun. is good, but I don't. I mean, I'm bad enough as it is. Like no one needs me on TikTok. <laughs> I mean, I'll jump on a TikTok with you, but like to personally be like tiktoking all day. It's so. Exhaust. it's a lot tell me this though or maybe mm-hmm. this is letting out secrets but like do you have like a
2: t- you have people that help you with this correct yes so you hire people you have a team you have a social team i used to do it by myself but it's now too, with my media company i have like a full-on like social team it's, it's it's too much it's insane it would take up
3: every minute all of, of every, these
2: platforms
3: all of these platforms <laughs> all of these shows all of these things yeah. it's just like no. So, like, I think if I had a team, I would be, like, more gung-ho about it. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, mama doesn't have a team? Mama's busy <laughs> with a seven-month-old and a four-year-old. And I don't have them on—I I don't have the kids on social. So, if the kids were on social, I think I would probably be way more present. Oh, you
2: don't put them on
3: social? No. No. Why? I just, you know, I— totally have no problem with like for some reason i'm like i love looking at other people's kids it's just for me i had this like when we first had our daughter you know my husband and i dion and i talked about it we were like so what are we gonna do are we gonna we gonna go down that path of putting them on or are we not so this the big conversation and i just said you know the weird thing is is like i had this like really scary thought that at like 15 after we had post all these kids stuff of them she was gonna turn to us and go why did you do that? Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't want anyone to see me in that way. Or, you know, basically I was like, maybe I shouldn't curate their life until they want to participate in it. Mm -hmm. So that was sort of went, okay, I'll go with that. That was like really it. Cause I thought, well, at least once they're ready to be out there in a way that involves other people in the social media Mm -hmm. aspect of things, they could have a say so of how that looks. As opposed to me just assuming that they'd be fine with it. You know? Like, yeah. you know when you, like, post a picture, you're like, ooh, I gotta filter this, or I gotta <laughs> change that. You know what I mean? Imagine, like, not having anyone ever ask you, and then you're like, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> and then they're like, oh my god, there's so much content. There's so much content. <laughs> so I just didn't want her to ever, like, turn around and be like, oh, why did you do that? So I was fearful of that. Is it hard so much. for you
2: to not show them off? Um...
3: No, because it's it's all we've ever really done, and I do have a really great app that um actually Mila Kunis told me about um that I that's separate it's not on Instagram. It's a separate app that um I can share f- videos and and photos of the kids to close friends and family. So I feel like I get my you know, my fix yeah, that way it's people you care about. So it's all like, yeah, exactly. Like fa- mostly family members. And like, cause a lot of friends are like, no, nah, I don't need to see your kid a hundred times a day. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, aunts and uncles and my parents and my husband's parents, they, they love it. Cause otherwise really there's in this day and age is like, how else do yeah. you see them? Right. But like, I, I understand when people are posting, uh, I don't look at other people, you know, and they're posting of their children to go, oh, how dare they? I mean, I just think it was just one of those things where I'm bad enough at it as it is doing it myself. <laughs> we really don't need to like, you know, hurt the children in any way with that.
2: Yes. <laughs> with that,
3: <laughs> Again, I don't have a team. So, but yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know. It. Me too. I'm like, do I want to post? Or? Yeah, yeah. Again, but- you're
3: going to have that conversation with
2: Carter. You'll be like,
3: What's the pros and cons for you, you know, and maybe like with your life too, it's almost impossible not to post them. You know what I mean? Because it's structured in a way that you can't hide them. And, you know, we're kind of in a little sweet spot where it's like, I don't think anyone's jonesing to see my four year olds, you know, Mm -hmm. but, uh, and so with that, it's like, my presence is not that strong on social as it is. So it's sort of, we get to kind of float under the radar. Mm -hmm. We're, we're lucky in that way, you know? but for you I don't know I don't even know if it's an option yeah would it be I mean it could be but probably would
2: make the paparazzi like go even crazier because exactly no one has the shot yet. like we need to
3: yeah and then like you I've always been so smart about it I mean you I think will ultimately make the right decision and it'll be you know again we'll be 20 more years from now I'll be like (laughs) should have put my kid on social (laughs) I was a miserable old bitch (laughs) Like mom I could have had Millions of followers I could have You're like What were you thinking You know what I mean It's like Here we go again With like Like the uh, Reality show That I was all Poo Poo about
2: Wow I'm gonna send you Links to it You laugh Yes so funny I had
3: Oh my god Why didn't I I never even I didn't even remember it Me neither To be honest I I was like
2: What I remembered
3: uh, other weird uh, But I did not remember that
2: Oh my gosh mm.
3: Hilarious So good Amazing (laughs)
2: Well that was so much fun. Everyone so go check out Alicia's new movie Bandit, which is streaming right now. Loves it. Loves it. Sliving. <laughs> Sliving. <It's> <laughs> I love you and I'm so happy you came over and it's so good to see you. So good to see you. Yes. I love you, Love you. All right. See you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to This Is Paris.
0: Zumo Play.